Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome in, everybody, to SEC Football and Beyond. I am Chris Landry. Got my partner in crime back, Neil McCready. Uh, we are just chock full of stuff to talk about today. We're going to go in a number of different directions. We want your involvement as we always do. So join us in the chat room uh, over at, um, well, you can do it. Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitch TV, uh, 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 twitch.tv slash Chris Landry football. Uh, NCAA, um, I guess they call it the play-ins, the first round. I'm trying to get adjusted to the fact that we're Friday and we're going to get the first round games and we're not on a Thursday, Saturday, Friday, Sunday uh, matchup. We've got that. I want to talk to Neil about the Indiana basketball job. We talked Tuesday a ton of NFL free agency. We can go in that direction as well. Pro days are going on in, uh, around the country, and we've had a few of them. Georgia's pro day. Any react? I can get any reaction to that. Um, you know, spring practice. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, Neil McCready's Chicago Bears have a new quarterback since the last time we spoke to him. So with that, I welcome in. Good buddy, Neil McCready. Uh, how are you, my friend? You know, I was doing fine until you brought up the quarterback thing. And and that I just, like to rile you up. So it felt like a low blow at 9.01 in the morning. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I'm, that's what I'm here for. All right. Well, well can we start there? Because I, 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 I probably can start anywhere you want, my friend. Anywhere you want. I understand that you can't make a team trade a player. I get it. But if you're the Bears, okay, now see, I'm, I'm, I'm a multi-sport fan. I, I have teams in different sports, and I live with a, a 14-year-old boy who's pretty committed to a couple of different teams. And so By the way, well, who are they? I don't want to break your train of thought. Who are they? I'm, I'm curious because I never talked about your son's favorite team. I'm about to go there. So okay. my son's a big Chicago Cubs fan, like his dad. And uh, we've watched, we watched the Cubs. Back in, I don't know, before he was old enough to really understand what was going on, I watched the Cubs in about 2012 say, you know what? What we're doing isn't working. We're going to tear it down, and we're going to rebuild it. And they went out, and they got Theo Epstein, and they tore it down. And Theo Epstein's first press conference was, hey, this is this is going to hurt at first. <laughs> we're, we're not going to be good for a little while. Hang tight. We have a plan. And I realize baseball is different than football. We'll get to that in a minute. But they did. They tore it down, and they started to rebuild with this young core of players. They traded for a young Anthony Rizzo. They drafted uh, Chris Bryant. They they uh, waited till they were good enough to start making a move, and then they went out and they got John Lester in free agency, and they, they made a great trade with Baltimore that resulted in Jake Arrieta and Pedro Strope, and the rest is history. They had a, a very successful run that included a World Series title. Um, I, we're right now watching the Oklahoma City Thunder, which is his NBA team, do uh, the start of a similar thing, where, you know, at the, at the end of they had an era with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, and then they had an era with Russell Westbrook and Paul George. And then when Paul George asked for a trade and it became obvious that this wasn't going to work, they started the process of tearing it down. And the Thunder have, I think it's 17 first-round picks over the next seven years or something like that. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a, an incredible number. All sorts of assets in the NBA, which is – Assets in the NBA or draft assets in the NBA are absolute gold. 
So I'm watching that, and then I watch the Bears, where when you realize that you can't, when you realize you made a mistake with Mitch Trubisky, you realize that your team's not going to win the the NFC North, that you realize your team is is going to be at best mediocre, and you decide, hey, okay, well, we're going to see if we can make one big ditch effort at a big time quarterback, and you go after, in this case, Russell Wilson, Seattle. And you make a massive offer. I saw where David Kaplan in, in Chicago reported that it was three first and I think three starters. I don't know. You you might know more specifics than I do, but it was a, a massive offer. And then that offer gets turned down. To me at that point, and I know it's hard to do this, but at that point as an organization, at the very top, someone has to say, you know what? Sometimes you have to take a step back to take a step forward. Maybe it's time to take a step back. Instead, they commit money to another mediocre quarterback who's going to be bad enough to keep them probably out of the playoffs, but good enough to keep them out of the top of the draft, which is no man's land. I don't know I don't know how you volunteer, Chris, for no man's land. I know that somebody everybody, somebody gets there no matter what, but why do you pursue that actively is what is beyond my, my comprehension well i think that the a lot to 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 uncover there um yeah. I, I do think obviously this the organization at the top from upper management what i call upper management ownership in this case ownership family yeah they've got to take a hard look at things but they have committed this offseason to stay with the current head coach and general manager Ryan Pace Matt Nagy mm-hmm. um and and I I I have said it I don't know I mean th- there're going to be a couple of others that join them but I don't know that anybody is under as much pressure to figure something out that just rattle the cages just get things done to where you showing that, Hey, we got signs of the future. If not, I mean, these guys are gone. In fact, there was a lot of talk about them and I think just patience or maybe apathy, maybe a little bit of lack of energy from the top. It, it, it is a lot of these guys to even have their job that they are. Look, they, they missed on Mitch Trubisky. And we talk about this all the time. If you don't take a quarterback, you're going to be and you and you need a quarterback. You're going to be compelled to find one. If you take one and miss one like they did with Mitch Trubisky, who is now going to be back up in Buffalo, and it sets you back. So it's darned if you do, darned if you don't. But you get paid in this league to make good decisions. And look, they drafted a guy that they thought that they could develop. Mitchell is one of the risks I always say is when you're taking a guy who's got athletic ability and he is not, in my mind, completely someone that can't be rehabilitated in time. He just was overdrafted relative to his position, and there's immediate expectation, which no one understands, no one cares in today's environment, and you just can't – you have to be really careful. So they've missed, and they are desperate. They are desperate to try to find a quarterback. And, you know, it's to say, well – they don't have a plan. The plan is now they put money into Andy Dalton. They supposedly told him he's a starter. Well, why not? There is nobody there. I I don't know who they're going to get at 20. I don't know if there'll be a quarterback that they like. I don't know if they'll be able to move up to get their quarterback of the future. And I think that's what they would like to do at least to sell. Hey, look, we got it coming. You know, Hey, we, we, we draft it. I, I do think this is a team that's kind of in no man's land. I think it's an okay team. Now, you know, the the other news that for folks who are not aware of, they, they had to release Kyle Fuller. So they got cap issues. They even got issues now with getting, um, you know, Andy Dalton's deal in with the cap. So it, they're not in great cap shape. And a lot of teams are not right now this year. It, it is It is a mess. I mean, I was, I said the other day, uh, on the show that, you know, I'm looking at it and it's just ridiculously early, but I, I feel very comfortable in saying that the Bucks are the clear favorite in the South of the NFC, that the Chiefs are the clear favorite in the AFC West. I mean, and we got a lot of ways to go in the offseason, but I can't see this changing. And I'll say this, I think the Packers are clearly the favorite in the North. And I don't, I just, 
you know, um, I just don't, I, I don't know that the Bears or even, you know, someone that I feel comfortable saying that they can play well enough around Andy Dalton to be a wild card team. So that kind of puts them in a bad situation. That's my point. You can see that, and you obviously know football really well. I can see that. I don't know football nearly as well as you know football, but I can see it. If you can see it, and I can see it, and other people can see it, and if some of the people on that roster can see it, it blows my mind that the people at the top of the building there in Hallis Hall can't see it. Well, I think, I think though, okay, so I'll make the case for them. They're in a position in upper management. They're trying to go for the home run. That they 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 have no, they will not be given the opportunity to tear it down and rebuild it. So the theory of, you know, what you're talking about, that can't be done with the guys in charge. Because they don't, they're not going to be given that time. That's for the guys that are going to replace them if they don't, you know throw a Hail Mary and get it done. So that's oh, upper management problem that they didn't address. To me, though, you what you just said is exactly you you got to it with in, in a way that I didn't get to it. It's I go above pace here. You know it's not going to get done. You know you're not going to stay with those people. I don't understand kicking the can down the road a year so that Andy Dalton can take them to what, Chris, seven and nine, six and ten. They're not going to Dalton's not awful, right? You're better off going with another year of Trubisky being awful. Go three and 13, two and 14, pick at the top of the draft and fire everybody. Do what Jacksonville did here most recently. Whether it works or not, who knows? But that's a better, that's a better plan of operations, at least in my opinion. Feel free to tell me that I'm an idiot than doing what the, I think the Bears are going to do, which is bring in a mediocre veteran quarterback who's good enough probably to win five or six games maybe stumble into seven. So you're seven and nine. Let's call it seven and nine for fun. Seven and nine, and you're picking 17th in the draft. Well, that doesn't get you anywhere, and you're still firing pace and all those guys at the end of the year. That's my thing. If you know it's 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 kind of like a marriage. If you know the marriage is dead, <laughs> no, it's dead. You go into you go into the the counseling and 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 everybody, everybody's done. There's no point staying in it for another year just to be miserable for another year. You only fix it if you think it can be fixed. If you think it can be fixed, well, you fix it. But if it can't be fixed, you move on. And, and if, if, if I'm – is it the McCaskies? If I'm looking at this and I, I look at the, the whole deal and I'm sitting there going, this, this can't be fixed. This deal with Pace and, and Nagy, it, it, we, we, had our, we had our moment in the sun. But it's over, and and you know it's over, and and you got it. You got to move on because to me, and and feel free to tell me I'm I'm wrong. And we got some other questions here about the Giants, about the 49ers. I do want to ask you about Deshaun Watson because some of the allegations out there. Are- yeah, yeah. Rich Coach asked about that yesterday, and I didn't have any real comments. I'll I'll further the comments because okay, the news is I don't have any information, but the news is concerning. But but go ahead, we we'll get to that after in a second. So I'll finish my question on the Bears, then I'll shut up. There's what I here, here's what I think they're gonna do. They're gonna, no, here's, they're go gonna, ahead. They're gonna take quarterback. They're at, gonna take somebody at 20, Mac Jones, and they're gonna sell it with the seven and nine. Look, we got our guy the future. That's what the guys in charge are going to try to do. Well, and I, I mean, I mean, the people, you know, that I'm telling you what they're gonna do. Now, I, I don't <laughs> like it. I don't think it's gonna work. That's about point. I'm with you, and I feel your pain. As a Bears fan, and I'm going to tell you something, they are, they are pissed. In, in yeah, the I, Bears. I mean, the, Bears, the 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 people I get on online and ask me about the Bears, it, they're apoplectic, and I mean, it is like they're wanting to jump into Lake Michigan right now, and w- with an anchor. I mean, or at least they want to, they want to, they want to send Nagy, and I mean, you know, because for them. You, you, you didn't get well. I can't believe and, and it. And we know they went all out. They're going all out because they're desperate. Sure. So now, the, and, and again, there is, they can't make, I always say, you can't bring a gun to the negotiation because if you could, I might have tried. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you can't do it yet. You know, it's it, it, this, they've made their bet. Look, they're big boys. They're going to try to fix it the, the best way they know how. Blowing it up 
is not an option for the people in charge because they will not be allowed to blow it up. And and again, I think this is where upper management's the issue. And um, it's going to probably set them back, but I think the whole key is can they find their quarterback? Now, with that said, let's say they hit on the guy at 20. Let's say they move up, find their guy. They can easily get out from Andy Dalton in future years, and if they have their guy. So, I mean, there is a plan. I just don't know if the plan's going to work. In fact, I would say, you know, kind of a tough to pull that plan off type of view. All right. Uh, Greg Jones wants to know, Chris, uh, do you think the Giants closed the deal on uh, Galladay today? And he wants your thoughts on what the Giants have done in free agency so far. Listen, um, by the way, speaking of the Bears, Galladay, was brought in into Chicago. In fact, Allen Robinson kind of made inventures that he wasn't going to sign his franchise tender, and they brought in Galladay. He, he signed it yesterday. <laughs> it's always good to do that because for people don't know when you when you when you got the franchise tender offer, you know you don't get that money until you signed it. But you also there are obligations to show up. If you don't sign it, you're not obligated. You're not subject to fines and all that. But but he he figured that out. Listen, here's the thing on Galladay. You, you know, people have listened. I like Galladay a lot, but there's some injury issues. And because he's the best receiver left on the market now. By the way, Will Fuller signed with the Dolphins yesterday. If folks didn't hear it. It doesn't mean he's an elite receiver. And I think the Bengals offered him a one year deal. Galladay is still out there because his price tag relative to what I think people want to pay coming off the injury. So I look, I, the giants are interested. There are a number of teams that are interested, but he hasn't signed because his asking price probably needs to come down. So I'm going to, I thought there might be, it's a possibility to answer your question, but I, I don't know. It may take a little bit longer for that to get done. Um, I, let's, we got a question about, I want to address it real quick. And I, you know, I don't your your thoughts on this because you're a media professional media person. I'm not a reporter. So I got to ask yesterday, Rich Coach asked yesterday about Deshaun Watson uh, of the off the field situations that that have come up about supposed some sexual assault issues. And and I honestly I know nothing about it other than what's been reported. What yeah. I've read, I don't know. And I'm I'm kind of I'm very uncomfortable talking about something I don't know anything about. I don't know. I don't know what happened if anything happened and I'm more inclined to when something happens, all right, let's just wait and see. Now, let me just report what's come out more. There's as many as nine accusations of nine different women. I think that's correct. Is is that true? I mean, is it, so I can't answer anything, but I will say based upon what I said, now I'll say yesterday and, and Tuesday, when it came up, whenever it came up, I think it might've been on yesterday's show that I did. Um, it, it's, it's concerning, which by the way, I always say, you don't know what your neighbors, what's going on in your neighbor's house. You, you think you do. You don't. This, this is just does not fit what I know about Deshaun Watson character wise. But th- does that mean that there's not something there? I mean, there's something there that has to be addressed. The league is looking into it. And I, I'm going to tell you, you know, Phillips said that the 49ers have a real shot again. No, they do not. The team that is putting an all-out press to get him is the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> they, they, David Tepper, the owner there, is real. But I'm wondering if this is going to put a halt to it because the league is investigated. Is there anything to it? I mean, you, you're going to give up three first-round picks, three second-round picks, and maybe a player or two. For now, this has come up. I mean, I what does this do for him? What does this do for his leverage? Does it calm things down? And you know, uh, are you if you're if you're Deshaun Watson, do you not show up and and be contentious with ownership in Houston when you got this stuff in the news? I mean, is this being put up? I mean, there are all sorts of conspiracy theories on this. I don't know where to go with this, folks. I, I don't know if any of this is true. I I, I wouldn't even say it if it wouldn't have been reported and now everybody's going to be talking about it and asking about it, I don't know whether this, he was involved in doing anything with these women or not, but I'm worried, Neil, that nine have come out that that's where well, I'm, I'm reading here from NFL.com. 
Uh, there was a Houston Chronicle story that I was trying to get to just then as you were talking, but I, I, I don't have access to it. I'm, I'm not a subscriber to the Houston Chronicle. Um, and I have no problem with people putting things behind a paywall. I just, I just couldn't get to it. Um, anyway, it's um, there's three lawsuits now. Uh, there's there's a the most recent one was filed Thursday yesterday in Harris County, Texas, where he's accused of um, sexual assault. This follows two separate lawsuits filed earlier this week, accusing him of indecent contact stemming from encounters with uh, two different masseuses last year. The third alleged that he coerced a uh, licensed massage therapist to perform a sexual act during an appointment in December this past December, 2020, uh, the, 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 it's very, you can read it yourself. It's at NFL.com. It's, it's very specific as to, uh, what he is accused of doing. Um, the NFL, as you mentioned, Chris has, has informed the Texans that they will be conducting an investigation into the allegations. They'll stay in close contact with the, uh, with the Texans and the league over the course of the investigation. The, uh, the Texans have, have issued a, one of those blanket statements, and sure. um, and then uh, Watson issued a, a statement on social media where he says, as a result of a social media post by a publicity seeking plaintiff's lawyer, I recently became aware of a lawsuit that has apparently been filed against me. I have not seen the complaint, but I know this. I've never treated any woman with anything other than the utmost respect. The plaintiff's lawyer claims that this isn't about money, but before filing suit, he made a baseless six figure settlement demand, which I quickly rejected. Unlike him, this isn't about money for me. It's about clearing my name, and I look forward to doing that. Watson has not publicly commented on either of the uh, two other lawsuits as of this NFL.com writing. And to my knowledge, that's still the same. Um, it, you know, you're asking for a journalism opinion here. I, man, I, I, I'll be honest, Chris. I, I don't know. These, these things... Um, it's, it's a funny... Not funny is the wrong word. It's, it's a difficult place to be because I'm I'm not one that is going to dismiss uh an allegation just outright at all. Sure, I don't sure. it, takes, it takes courage to come forward. Um at the same time I, I do believe in um innocence until proven guilty. If I'm the Texans and I, I don't want to be one of these people I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I, I think Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone, uh, for example. But I, you know, that there are people that are out there going, "Ha! Ah, it's convenient this comes out now." You know, Watson wants out, and the, the Texans. It makes no sense for the Texans to want to keep Deshaun Watson and then undermine his his value with their franchise. And if they're thinking about trading him, it makes absolutely no sense for them to undermine his value before a trade. So when people say things like that, I'm like, "You've lost your mind." So I don't know what this is. I mean, we're seeing this with with Andrew Cuomo in New York. When one person comes forward, it makes it easier for other people to come forward. Mm -hmm. I think Cuomo's up to what nine now. I've nine, lost track. <laughs> yeah, nine, nine accusers. Um, you know, and and when that starts to happen, frankly, there's strength in numbers. And from a did he or did he not standpoint, you begin to look at it and go, yeah, it probably did. You know, are they all telling the truth? Maybe not. Are they all lying? Probably not. And so as you, I'll be curious to see, does this, does this result in a fourth suit, a fifth suit, a sixth suit? And at some point, obviously the league has to, um, has to take some sort of action and they are in the form of an investigation. If I'm the Panthers, if I'm the 49ers, if I'm any team that has been talking to the Texans or trying to talk to the Texans about Deshaun Watson, I don't know about you, Chris, but I'm having to hit you know, the, I mean, you, you, you gotta wait, you gotta wait till the league investigation's done. Yeah. Agreed. You have to hit the pause you button. You can't. You can't go. Can't go down that path. Look, I don't know what happened. It didn't happen. When my initial thing is when I hear stuff. Okay, I mean, it, you don't dismiss it. I don't. I don't. I don't jump to conclusions. And but when I when I start to hear a third, fourth, and I hear a ninth, then that that kind of makes me swallow hard and say, well, yeah, you know. You know, some may say, well, all right, there's the, you know, everybody jumps. Well, but, you know, it does make it easier for the others. So you, you got to find out quickly, is there anything to this or or not? And it may take a while. Um, so I, I, I look a lot of talk about something. I don't know, but it it kind of it kind of hit me and I don't have the answer. But if I was involved in this decision, 
in Carolina, anywhere, Chicago, anybody. I mean, Chicago doesn't have the ammunition to do it, but anybody that's looking to make that trade, you, you've got to swallow hard on that because you don't know what you're dealing with there. So we'll jump to a college topic here for a minute. Yep. Uh, Joel Cunningham wants to know what's your evaluation of LSU's quarterback room. I was reading a story this morning um, about Miles Brennan and, and his kind of recovery from a weird injury that it took him a long time to sort of figure out what exactly that it was. And uh, he's, he's trying to win back the job that he had before he got hurt, I guess, against Missouri last season. So I, I know that uh, Johnson kind of finished the season well, played really well against Ole Miss in that final game. What's, uh, what, what, what's your take on the LSU quarterback room as they get ready for the spring? I, I think um, Ma- I think it's pretty good. I think Max Johnson is the it's his job to lose. I, I mean, I think he's the guy that's he played well last year in pivotal moments. He's got the more physical ability, but can he grasp things quick enough, well enough, and become consistent protecting the football? All things that he did in in short stints last year. Miles can do that. Miles can run the offense. So, I, I mean, I, I would handicap it. I know you say, how good is the, I mean, you know, evaluate the room. I think the room's good specifically. I would say that if Max is not able to run everything that, that Miles may start, but I, I think at some point and in, in maybe as soon as early, like in the season that Max Johnson will, will get that job. But in essence, if he doesn't, it's going to be because he's, doesn't have the total grasp and miles does i don't think they're going to say well this whole thing about well miles was the starter and he didn't do anything to lose the job and he was injured and it's it's all that that's somehow somebody used to say that and i i learned that from parcells it's like yeah you can't lose the job to being injured uh like hell you can't you know you 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 play the best guy and if you have a situation you know Drew Bledsoe goes down. Tom Brady comes in. You, that's it, man. I mean, it's an opportunity. You know, Wally Pip. You know, just you just if if you don't have the answer, then that guy that's come that you know that performed well prior to the injury, you have to bring him back into the mix. But I think it's a good room, and I think it's probably going to come down to well, you know, to Johnson and Brennan, and I think you know they got to get them both ready to go because as we found out last year, you're one play away from, I think, I don't think Brendan is brittle, but I, but I think you worry a little bit about the injury factor with him a little bit more. How important is spring football to. Oh man. I, I think it's so important, but here's the thing about spring ball. Don't folks don't pay attention to the stats in the scrimmage, the, the spring game results and boy, they look, it is so important from teaching because you're not preparing for an opponent. You are installing and you're learning about what you can or can't do. And you're identifying certain holes that, all right, we're going to have to be more of this, less of that. We're going to, let's take a look at Neil on this side of the ball. Let's, let's create opportunities to where we may fill in gaps on our roster the teaching of the fundamentals, the teaching of the installs. This tells you it's the basic. Here's the way I would describe it. If you think of the football scheme on your team in all three phases like a tree, it's it's the, the trunk is what you teach in your basic foundation of what you do. And, and that is the spring in the off-season program. And during the season, it's all about the branches and where you can go out and go in different directions. Um, so it's think about a squirrel climbing up and then jumping on different branches. You can go in a number of different directions in the fall based upon how well you do things in the spring. But don't think, well, I heard this guy is having a great spring, and that means he's going to be the Heisman Trophy favorite in the fall. It, it, it doesn't correlate there. And a lot of what you do that you don't look good at, it's okay because now you learn about that and you do things and alter things so that it does look better. That's why they say, well, I don't think spring's important because you know what? We couldn't throw it, you know, you know, at all in the spring. And now we got a great passing game or vice versa. Well, that's because you, what you take and learn from practices, it, it has a great deal to do. So I, I just, from a teaching and a fundamental standpoint, it's the best time to coach football and teach football from a fundamental standpoint. That's what I think spring football is all about. Why it's so important. 
Uh, speaking of LSU, we don't need to stay here long unless you want to. Um, we can, whatever. How can the national media continue to ignore LSU is the unrivaled question. Kansas and Oregon State, and you and I talked about this, Chris, before we got started, have fired yeah. people. Unrivaled must have had a – he must have been listening to us, and we didn't know it. He's got a pipeline. Uh, Kansas and Oregon State have fired people from their time at LSU on, on top of so many other things. It, it It is a fair question. It appears that Oregon State is going to fire their president. Uh, F. King Alexander, who was at LSU uh, at, at the time, uh, Les Miles obviously out at Kansas, <laughs> yet everyone at LSU just kind of rocking along. Though I will say this, I get I get this question a lot from frustrated people. Why hasn't the NCAA done anything? And my response to that is is I a I understand your frustration. B, it takes the NCAA forever to do anything. They operate very slowly. And the NCAA, to this point, to my knowledge, and if, if you know differently, then please correct me, but to this point, the NCAA has not accepted LSU's self-imposed penalties as the penalties. LSU self-imposed a bowl ban last year, and to my knowledge, the NCAA has not commented on that one way or the other. So that is not, that's, that is not the NCAA saying, okay, yeah, that's your penalty. We'll move forward. I, I, I don't think it's going to be that cut and dried. The NCAA has not responded to that. The NCAA hasn't ruled on Will Wade. How, update me on that. Is that like two years now? More than two years? It's two up. years. It's more two than years two. March. Two years March mm-hmm. that he was suspended and didn't, you know, and so that has not been, oh boy, and they found nothing and it's over. I mean, I don't know what the NCAA is waiting on that. I mean, I, I, I would want to hear more on that first because that's been two years in the making. This is kind of new. So, I mean, I heck, I'm getting to the point now. I don't I don't know if I'll, <laughs> I'll be around before they rule out any of this stuff or anybody will be around, I mean, with the university. Look, I don't know. I mean, um, to your point, I don't know. I mean, some of the national media has talked a bunch about it, maybe not enough to your like. I, I, I get asked that a bunch. You mentioned F. King Alexander at Oregon State. That would make three because Jeff Long and Les Miles have been fired from Kansas. Um, you know, and, and yet at LSU, they have suspended two people and they've said they're not taking any further action on the two administrators. Um, you know, I guess a lot of the people that are involved, those two notwithstanding, are not there. So I'm guessing they're hiding behind that. I mean, well, I'm not guessing. I know they're hiding behind that. They're saying, look, man, this is awful. This is embarrassing. Oh, this is just, you know, and, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to be I, I, trying to be cynical, but they asked Ed Orgeron about that because it's spring practice. Shameful. It's embarrassing. Well, yeah, it is. And I don't know that he was involved in any of that, but I do know this. That he was Derek Geis stood slept at his house. He was a Darius Geis who's on aside from the less mild situation and everything else. Darius Geis was involved in some seedy sexual assault stuff, and Ed Orgeron was an assistant at the time. And I'll just say this: Ed knew certain things because the reason is when. It, when when Darius came out for the draft that year, we in the NFL, we have access to FBI information. So we addressed it with Ed and with Les at the time. So if for some reason they were in the dark and like knew nothing about what was going on with Darius, when I said, Neil, here's what, you know, Neil, Ed, um, Les, this is what our FBI information has uncovered on Darius. Can you share? Well, I'm not going to share that, but there wasn't a whole lot offered. So the point is, is if they were in the dark prior to, they at least knew because I was part of a group in the NFL that, hey, look, this was going on. That's why he dropped. And there were some, I know that um, the, uh, I think it was Glenn Gilbo or some of them was, was very, very aggressive. A lot of the media there about Darius Geis, great kid. He dropped in the draft, bad rumors and all that. Guys, you know, I mean, you can write whatever you want, but if a guy drops, there are rumors that affect it. 
their ways with former FBI folks that on the staff, we know everything that goes on. I addressed this the other day in the podcast. That's the last, that's the first thing and the last thing we do prior to the draft. So when a guy drops now, Lael Collins, tragic that a former girlfriend died right before the draft and he had nothing to do with it, but because he was a former boyfriend and he wasn't a, a person, of it, he dropped like a balloon. Those things do happen, but there's a reason why Darius dropped and the reason why Darius can't even find work now, but that gets lost. So my point is, is Ed knew about some of that stuff and he didn't do much. I, I think it's an embarrassing look because the athletic administration, the university Greek system, the basketball program, I mean, LSU is about as bad looking as anybody. And I think a number of people bring it up. Um, I get this sometimes. Somebody brought it up the other day. Well, wait a minute. What did Will Wade do? What did he say? What What is a, uh, um He said it's a, a damn strong offer. That he, didn't, that he didn't say anything about money. And I'm like, okay, all right, fine. <laughs> what, do, what do you think a damn strong offer means? Like, <laughs> is is am I missing something? Like is it's the scholarship? It's shots per game. It's shots per game, Chris. It it, was, it's 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 so the scholarship at LSU is not because maybe my degree there is worth more than I thought. Is the degree there? I mean, is the scholarship there more? I mean, what do you think it means? Yet I don't know. Is, is the NCAA having a hard time proving it? Are they? Are they digging up a lot of other stuff to go along with it? I can't answer that. And I'm like anybody else. I'm waiting for the NCAA to do it. But I will say this. Bill Self is still coaching at Kansas. Sean Miller is still coaching at Arizona. I'm guessing because at least two of those guys have been real successful, particularly Bill Self. I'm guessing that's why he's still at Kansas. And (laughs) Jeff Long is gone. You know, I, I think that has a lot to do with it. And, um, you know, they, they, I'll say this, if, if Will Wade is, why would Will Wade agree to a contract restructuring with Scott Woodard? Because basically they, they tore that up and said, if there's anything that comes up in the NCAA, you are, you're gone and you're fired with costs. He, he agreed to that. Um, you know, it seems like LSU is a little bit worried about lawsuits. I will say this, the lawyer. I found this out recently because I did ask about this. What's why is LSU? I asked LSU why. Why do you think they they so scared? The lawyer that represents Bill Self and Sean Miller and is represents Will Wade and and they're they're really specialized in hammering the NCAA and the NCAA is incompetent with a lot of these investigations. So I'm guessing. There's a fear of a lawsuit, probably like there was a fear of a lawsuit and going after Les Miles. I, I, it's the best I can give you. I don't have the answer. It's embarrassing as an LSU alum. Uh, I have a hard time pulling for LSU even in the tournament. I'm sitting there watching them against Alabama, and I want those kids to win, and yet I'm kind of embarrassed, and I'm kind of like I, I really am. I'm really because like the more they, the more successful they are, the more people say, "Yo, wow, that Will Wade's still coaching there." I'm I, embarrassed, Charles. I'm going to get back to your question. Jeffrey has a comment here. He says the NCAA tournament starts today. It starts started yesterday, actually. But but yeah, I'm I'm hoping uh, we get a Will Wade versus Nate Oates rematch. Who do you either of you think will win win it all this year? I, I am I am absolutely. <laughs> cheering for an elite eight game between Alabama and LSU. I, I want to see that game again. You and I have not talked since that championship game, Chris. I, I, I was, I had a long run on Sunday and so I did it on the treadmill and I intentionally waited until that game tipped to do it because I needed something to distract me from running. You know, I just, I'll run, I, I set my pace and I'll run. I don't want to sit and watch the clock. Cause if you sit and watch the clock, you, you feel like you're running 5,000 miles. That game did it for me. That game was intense, man. That game had everything you could want, and the officials did a great job on it, and, and I'm, I'm now hoping to see it again because I don't think the officials can do that good of a job a second time. And uh, I, want, I, want to see, I want to see LSU-Alabama play with a, a trip to the Final Four on the line. That would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, let's go there real quickly, though. Okay. Um, 
And by the way, I have Gonzaga winning. I think they're. they're I, I, I'm, I'm going to give you the because you think about it. I mean, I'm sure you got your final four. I'm, I'm more interested in yours. Uh, people have asked. Uh, listen, I haven't watched enough college basketball to know. So I'm I'm curious, and I want feedback from our listeners, and certainly from you, Neil. Gonzaga, from what I understand, and certainly from what I've seen, I, I don't know that anybody. I mean, anybody can beat them. I, I'm looking at the region. I just don't. I don't know that anybody will beat them. I mean, I guess the only thing with Gonzaga, there's no team, Chris, that can beat Gonzaga in a seven game series. No, and and yet, and the, the one thing though, to that point. They don't play many close games, although I watched the majority of the conference championship game against BYU, in which I think it really helps them. I don't think they play enough close games. So they're going to have to play at least one, if not two, close games. So making free throws, who to file at the right, things that they don't really do in the regular season. Sometimes, you know, how do they deal with the pressure of the moment? They look really good. In the East, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, Michigan's banged up. Um, you know, I don't, I see some love for Texas, but I think Alabama's got a good shot. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know, maybe Florida state and, you know, good team. I don't know. Okay. So in the Midwest, I really like that Illinois team. And again, haven't watched a ton, but I don't, I've seen a little bit of Houston. I'm not, I'm not, I don't think West Virginia's got on. That's a, I just think there's a gap there. I mean, I think Illinois, to me, very, very uneducated view of watching limited. They look like, to me, is almost as much of a lock in that region as Gonzaga. I may be completely wrong. The South, interesting as well. This Baylor team looks really good. I don't know who can. I mean, Ohio State, I know, is playing better. Maybe there. So, I don't know. I guess I would have to go with Gonzaga, Illinois. Uh, Gonzaga and and maybe go with Bama, but I, I I mean you know and then then Baylor, Illinois that's that's really chalky that that's three one seeds and that ain't happening. <laughs> but but go ahead, I, I, who do what do you think? I got Gonzaga, uh, and they're 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 just the best team. They they've got they've got two lottery picks, including one really high lottery pick. Um, I've got Gonzaga, I've got Alabama. And then I don't go chalk the rest of the way. I've got Ohio State, and I've got Oklahoma State. Oh, obviously, riding on the on the great player that can carry him, huh? That's a good pick. Yeah, I I love Cade Cunningham, and and he's as he gets more and more comfortable, and more and more comfortable, he um, they get dangerous. They just won the Big Twelve tournament, and Cunningham is 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 special. He's one of those guys that can carry a team through a tournament. Um, I'll give you an example. There's certain – remember when Danny Manning took Kansas? Yep. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. 88. Yep. Yeah, 88. There's a little bit of uh, a little bit of that kind of a feel to it. We'll see. Uh, now, wait a minute now. You said that. You, you meant – now, Texas beat him, but in the in the conference championship. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah, – yeah, yeah, yeah. But he is – what a big-time talent he is. So, kind of carries the team, makes the big difference. Makes sense. Makes well, sense. But you're right about Illinois. They're great. I, I just – for whatever reason, just didn't go chalk there. So um, okay, yeah. So four seed, that, that's that's good. Then okay, it's interesting. Um, anybody that you or our listeners out there that's really like okay, not a top four seed, gonna come out of nowhere. Who do you think that would be most likely to happen? Um, you know, to come out of nowhere and 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 end up in the final four. San Diego State's a really good six. Um, as crazy as it sounds, I don't hate LSU's bracket if they can get past Michigan in the second round. They, no, they got a big test in, in, in round one. St. Bonaventure is going to be a problem. That's pretty good team, yeah. For LSU. But if they can get out of that first weekend, then that's a huge if. If they do, I, the way they're playing with momentum, they were really good in Columbia, Missouri at the end. They were very, very good in Nashville. Had the ball le- literally on the rim to beat Alabama. Uh, I thought they took Ole Miss's best shot. And, and one, I thought they they really pounded a very good Arkansas team. Um, there's LSU, LSU. And you're right. You're right. They could beat Florida State, sure. Georgetown. Sure. Oh, sure. Sure. You, sure. You, you're, you're right. LSU, Alabama. Oh, in the, elite, in the lead eight would be sweet. Yeah, that would be a lot of sweet 
talk and uh, yeah. uh that would that would be that'd just be fun from a football guy standpoint to talk that that would be kind of really neat no that's uh because i don't yeah, think who knows i don't yeah. think people give the officiating crew in nashville enough credit that thing spilled over before the game what do we ever know i mean there are theories we're not going to know what so what, what do we think happened there because i i saw that but you don't know what I mean, obviously, you're talking trash, but you never know who started. It, it was about recruiting because it was Bill Armstrong <laughs> off the LSU staff, and it was. Uh, um, um, oh, cool! This is this is juicy. I didn't know about this. It was the former guard at Alabama. Oh, the the guard. Yes, yeah, I know you're talking about. Yes, yes. He's now on, on Nate Oates' staff at Alabama. There's those two staffs have had issues with one another on the recruiting trail on players. Obviously, Trendon Watford, who's at LSU now, was a a huge Alabama target. Um, and then obviously they're, they, they're going head to head on a bunch of kids now. And, and you know, the, the whole, as you just referenced the strong ass offer and then Alabama's, I mean, listen, Alabama is not, not Lily white in, in terms of, of, of their recruiting efforts in basketball either. So you've got, it, it got personal. It got nasty. The commissioner was on the floor pregame. I saw that. I said, I said, Sankey's in the middle of this. Well, I said, Sankey, Sankey's out there. But I'm like, this is some good stuff. They had a really <laughs> strong crew on that on that game. Who a strong-ass crew. A strong-ass crew. They had a really good crew that knew exactly what was going on and managed that game remarkably well. <laughs> It was a little frustrating they managed it as well as they did because they kept everybody cool. And I do think there were people on I – I don't think this. I know it because I've talked to people who heard conversations. There were people on both benches that were reminding the coaching staffs, reminding the players, hey, I know this feels like a huge game, and it is, but we've got a tournament to play. Don't do something that gets you suspended. Oh, yeah. No, don't get suspended. True. Well, if these two teams meet in the Elite Eight, somebody's season's coming to an end. If these two teams meet in the Elite Eight, somebody's going to the Final Four and somebody's not. And if these two teams meet in the Elite Eight, I don't know that you can get that good of an officiating crew again. And the SEC won't be in control the way that they were in Nashville. And, man, this thing could turn into – WWE, WWF, whatever the WW is, these days. <laughs> it could turn into that. So we got, I know we got some, I'm going to get, let me get to your NFL question. We're going to get back to in a second, but this is juicy. I want to get into it. So, um, a couple, couple of things I want to ask you, uh, one r- real quick. So, uh, I thought it was interesting. I don't know if you heard about it or read about it. So we'll wait. I in the production meeting with Dick Vitale, I guess Dick did the game. And so Dick, I guess he, Dick Vitale told him that he wasn't going to talk about the stuff. Dick Vitale has been critical. I think he's the, the quote was a while back that he should not, Will Wade should not be in coaching. And that's been, oh boy, in Baton Rouge, my God, they have just been apoplectic. Oh, Dick Vitale, what, your, your, your thoughts on this to the folks that say everybody does it. You don't think that John Calipari is doing it. Your, your, your thoughts. Cause I mean, I have my thoughts, your thoughts on the people that say quit being holier than thou. And you know, we'll wait a strong damn offer. You really think nobody else is your, 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 your response to the people that take that tone. He's called on a federal wiretap. It's a little different, isn't it? Uh, my, my thoughts are, are this. My thoughts are very simple. Um, I cover a program that, that uh, I think finds LSU very frustrating. They don't talk about it publicly. They don't talk about it privately. But you can feel the frustration when you get around the conversations, which is you got to compete against them. They've got four players on their roster who would be the best player on this roster at Ole Miss, for example. Right. You're on a federal wiretap. And I think the question that some coaches have, quite frankly, is if nothing's going to happen to Will Wade, then quite frankly, it goes from we should cheat to we're stupid not to cheat. Right. And 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 so, yeah, when people go, does everybody cheat? Look, Chris, yeah. I mean, kids, kids get taken care of on campuses. Always have, always will. But there is a difference between, hey, Joe – come to Milwaukee Tech and 
we'll take care of you. We'll make sure that you, you got some spending money. We'll make sure that you can get home. We'll make sure that your mom can get to the game sometimes. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of you. There's a difference between that, I think, in the minds of most people. And here's this massive cash offer up front to get you to come to Milwaukee Tech. Obviously, I'm, I'm making up a school here. Um, there's a big difference. Will Wade is caught on a federal wiretap saying, I'm going to make a, I made a strong ass offer to Javante Smart. And I think he said something along the lines too. I'm a paraphrase here. Yeah. The, about referring to the D league or the G league or whatever, like, like meaning, and, and again, this is like, what do you think he was talking about? Basically in essence, Hey, comparable to that. What, what, what do you think that is? I mean, you got to be kind of naive. Yeah, the, the people that defend Wade uh, are, are homers. The people that defend Wade are people who are in the media, and some of these people are my friends, and and I like them personally. I, I you know, just because I disagree with you and I might disagree about something, it doesn't mean we're going to claw each other's eyes out. It just means we disagree. There are people in the media down there that that defend him because he comes on their shows and he provides access mm -hmm. and he does those things. And and if they don't do that, they don't get the access. It's quid pro quo. Yeah, and so and so they they end him, and they end up kind of making not fools of themselves, but fools of themselves in this particular lane, this particular uh, venue. To 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 a, to even remotely attempt to justify what Will Wade is caught saying on a federal wiretap as being anything other than pay for play for Javante Smart, who is on his roster, is is ludicrous. It's indefensible. You can't do it. And so if you're going to say that, then you have to be willing to say out loud as a media member, okay, cool. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's the wild, wild west. It's a free-for-all, and I'm good with that. And now if you say that consistently, fine, fine. But you can't then turn around if you're covering LSU and bitch about Nick Saban allegedly buying players. You, you're, you're cool with it with Will Wade, but you're not cool with it when you lose one that way? No, no, it doesn't work like that. That's my thing. And then I, I deal with a lot of Ole Miss fans, obviously, because that's my subscriber base. That's who I cover. And they say, and they have a point, Chris, they do. They have a point to be this frustrated. They say, we got absolutely raked over the coals by the NCAA for a list of charges that when you boil them down is $700 to Laramie Tunsil's stepfather after he'd already been on campus. Uh, Laramie Tunsil got to sleep at Chris Kiffin's house for a couple of nights on the couch and they fed him. Um, Laramie Tunsil and another couple of players kept loaner cars from a, a dealership too long. And Leo Lewis got uh, recruiting incentives during his recruitment. Leo Lewis played at Mississippi State, by the way. Mm -hmm. That's ex essentially that's the extent of the charges against Ole Miss, and the program got shut down. Basically, I mean, it got they got hammered, as you well know. And I think people look at this and they look at the NCAA and they look at Will Wade and they look at the program that he has and the talented roster that he has because the truth is, Chris, they're talented enough to win the whole damn thing. Yeah, and I think it's the inconsistency with the NCAA that's frustrating, and and it's kind of, it's kind of difficult. Now we'll say this: this is not done. They haven't ruled on, and and I know so people are saying. I think the the frustration over time is a legitimate one. The NCAA needs to figure out how to how to get this done because hell, Will Wade may. Help before we know it, he may leave for another job on his own before, you know, he may, before he ever gets caught, they've got to do a better job from a timely standpoint to figure this out. But if the NCAA comes out and finds nothing, then I think that the frustration is legitimate. I mean, it's, it's legitimate now, but, um, we don't know what's going to happen. I think that's interesting. Maybe there's something to it. Look, I'm not wishing for bad things that just, I don't know. It's me. It's a gut feeling. I know. I know there was a whole lot of things that went on at, at Virginia Commonwealth when he was there. He comes with a lot of baggage, and um, I just, I just, 
I just, you know, but, but I do think there's a difference when you're caught saying something as opposed to, well, they always buy our players at Kentucky. They always in football buy players at Alabama. They always, okay, you know, can you prove it? Okay. You know, I mean, it's fine to know that, think that, believe it. It doesn't matter if you can't prove it. You got to prove it. And I think with this, there seems to be a certain level of proof here that it just gets done. I want to ask you about the Indiana job. Um, your thoughts on it. The program looks, I know they de-emphasized monetarily basketball years ago. It, it, it's, it's a great tradition job. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I, I, I think it'd be great if Brad Stevens wants to come home. I don't see that happening. Uh, you think a Tony Bennett would leave Virginia or you think it's more, I mean, I, I, I mentioned on Tuesday, what about John Beeline? I know they'll talk about he's 68. Kai's done a phenomenal job. I think he'd be a great builder at West Virginia and Michigan, or is it maybe a Chris Beard or a, or a, maybe a Scott Drew? I, it, your, your thoughts on that? That job is one of the historically good ones that go back to Branch McCracken before Bobby Knight, and you know who's your oh that kind of stuff. It just it's it is that is just been a mess. It's a storied job. Uh, it's it's when you talk about traditional jobs, it's it's at the very top of the list with in college basketball with Duke and North Carolina and UCLA and Indiana and all Kansas, but they haven't won in a, while. In a long time. And so there's a, a lot of a lot of guys, a lot with of a lot of pedigree. Yeah. I mean, did, did you did did you think Archie Miller, which I mean, who Midwest guy, a lot of success at Dayton. I mean, what, what's, what's the reason that's, that's not a great hire and great success? Well, and that's my point a little bit, is that Archie Miller, who's a hell of a coach, did a great job at Dayton. He leaves Dayton. Anthony Grant replaces him at Dayton. Falls off a little, but not a lot. They've done a really good job. And now he goes to Indiana, and he can't get it done. The Big Ten's loaded. A lot of good basketball programs in the Literally. Big Ten. I mean, Underwood, Underwood's done a good job at Illinois to go along with the Michigan and Ohio State. Michigan State's down by their standards, but we know how great they are. Well, on Michigan, and on and on. Yeah, Michigan State has Imani Bates coming in next year. They're going to be a they're going to be a, a preseason top five team. Um, I was a two seed in the tournament. I was. Um, I mean, the friend, the friend, that guy's done a good job. Yeah, the guy Rutgers has done a really good job. It's a it's a really difficult yes. it's a really difficult league, and everyone's pretty committed to it. And so the question is, in today's modern basketball, with all the games on TV and all the stuff that's out there, is is Indiana still a great job, or is Indiana the Nebraska of college basketball? Is it the Tennessee of college basketball, where it can be a good job, but just because it was a good job or a great job 20 years ago? Isaiah Thomas has been – Isaiah Thomas was has been gone – I mean, he, he played – he played his championship game when I was in the fifth grade, Chris. <laughs> he played his championship game the day that Ronald Reagan was shot. Yeah. Ronald Reagan was shot in the first year of his eight-year presidency, and Ronald Reagan's been gone for a while. We've, we've, we've moved through some presidents since then. Yeah. It's just because you once won doesn't mean you always win. It's yeah, 80, 87, Keith Smart. I saw Keith Smart beat Syracuse in the Dome. Yeah. And that was that's that's a that doesn't seem that long for me. It's a long time though. It's, it's, it's a long time. Still a, though, still though. You're asking I I believe I believe that is the right guy. Okay, so here's here's the question. You're Nate Oates at Alabama today. Okay? You're Eric Musselman at Arkansas today. You're Chris Beard at Texas Tech today. Programs that are committed to you that are spending the money, that are doing the things that are necessary to win, do you leave one of those three places to go to Indiana based on tradition and history and all of that? Or do you do you look around and go, man, I don't know. Just because that was a better job 20 years ago doesn't mean it's a better job today. I think if I'm Chris Beard, I got to take that. Now, Scott Drew, Baylor, I, 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 would, I would as well, but 
you know, particularly with, you know, dad and the Valparaiso background. I, I, I would too, but they got tons of money at Baylor where they can just, I mean, they pay Kim Mulkey like ridiculous money. They, no. they got, they can print money in, in Waco. Yeah. So that, maybe there I would say, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to stay here. Nate Oates. If, if, if I'm the Chris Beard, I'm the Nate Oates. No, I think he wants to build something and he can do something. I think Musselman, same thing. I think Arkansas is a really good basketball job. Alabama could be one of those to where he can build his own and have some security. I don't, I, you know, I mean, you got security at Texas Tech, but I, I just, I, I think that well, the question with Beard, Chris, is not do you stay at Texas Tech. The question with Beard is wait for another one. Exactly, you're Chris Beard. You've, you've, you've. Calipari's not going to stay at Kentucky forever. Mike Shashevsky's not going to stay at Duke forever. But you know Duke's going to a Duke guy. Okay, but Kansas might not go to a Kansas guy. Yeah. I mean, if you're, it, 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 you're maybe Beard, if you're Beard, as long as you don't do something stupid in your personal life, you're going to be in the mix for these big time jobs. Yeah. Well, I think the answer is now Dan Dockich has come out, and I know he's very controversial. He said that the problem has been there de-emphasis on basketball, and he was was somewhat vague on that, meaning they spent a ton of money when when Bobby Knight was there, and they're not spending as much on that. They basically – basically after Bobby Knight, I think the feeling was he had too much control, which you know, probably did. I mean, he, he controlled a lot of things in that state, and they kind of de-emphasized the power structure of that position, and that maybe led to – Kelvin Sampson's won everywhere he's been. He didn't have a whole lot of success there. No one's really done it. Um, the I think there's a problem. The other thing that's happened in Indiana is they put a lot of emphasis on football. They've, they've well, started. and that's the thing too. They got to look on campus and say our best coach is the football coach, Tom Allen. Major sports, I'm sure. They, I don't know what the other sports. Are. Tom Allen's what an unbelievable job. And I just, I just think that where's the at, money? The money's in football. Yeah, well, no, it is. I just keep thinking that, man, though, that 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 they would uh, – I, I don't know. I I tell you what, I you know, the whole John Beeline's too old stuff, that, that, that just – I don't know what John wants to do, and I don't know how much money he's still making from the Cavs situation, but I, I just that, – that would be – that would be somebody. But but I think that really depends upon if they have de-emphasized it. What the hell are you doing? Fix that. Get, 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 you know, come on, Indiana, get it All done. Right. Rapid fire here. We're going to. Yes. This is going to be a challenge for you, Chris. Yes, yes, I, I will. I promise. I'll be quick. We're I'll do it. I'll do a good job. Uh, Cowboys. They get Dak on a multi-year deal. What's Jerry Jerry Jones's plan to fill the holes on defense? The draft. They don't have cap room to do it in free agency unless it's bargained. They're not going to be players in free agency. Your opinion on Baker Mayfield since entering the league? Uh, he's gotten better, particularly with Stefanski. Better decision-making. Still needs to improve in that area to take his game to the next level. How would you rate Ole Miss wide receiver Elijah Moore as an NFL receiver? I like him. Uh, in fact, I'll put something in my notebook um, on LandryFootball.com. I think he, I think Terrence Marshall, we talk about the elite guys as we should coming out of the SEC in the draft at the receiver position. But I think Elijah is really good. The only thing, a little height deficient, um, but I think can be great in the slot, and I think he can play on the outside. Uh, not going to be a fit for everybody due to his height. He's not going to be a guy that's – he can play a little bit taller than his size, but it's still an issue. Next level. How legit are the rumors that Andrew Luck might come back? I, I don't know that there's anything to that. I mean, I just – Think people throwing that out? I I don't. I haven't heard anything substantive. Want to remind people we're brought to you by Blue Sky. Please check out one of Blue Sky's forty-eight store locations across the southeast today. We're also brought to you by Alpha Specialties, sixteen seventy Highway eighty in Pearl, Mississippi. It's your trailer-specific professional. I'll tell you a lot more about them next week. We'll make sure we kind of get dive into all the things that they offer for you at Alpha. But give them a call at six zero one nine three two nine seven nine eight or alpha of ms.com if you need a uh, premium trailer if you need a cargo trailer if you need uh, spare tires wheels for your trailer you need a, a trailer that's specifically built for you for your maybe uh, game day concessions or whatnot get in touch with the people at uh, alpha it's again alpha of ms.com thanks to everybody in the uh, in the thread today a lot of a uh, lot of questions a lot of good questions we got to most of them and i didn't think chris could pull off rapid fire like he did 
but can, he did, you know? but he yeah. did it. I, th- I thought I thought Chris was thought I thought I'd found his weakness was was an inability to to uh, to go brief, but he pulled it off. Pulled it off in rapid fire. It was very That's impressive. Right. He's the. It, it was a good workout. I, I'm I'm moving up the draft board due to the good workout. You did. You just <laughs> moved up the board uh, with your ability to, to. Oh goodness! So that does it for uh, today. Hope everybody has a great weekend out there. Looks like it's going to be pretty nice weather in the southeast after a, a, a little bit of a threatening uh, weather week. So everybody get out and enjoy it. And we look forward to visiting with you again on Tuesday when we reconvene for SCC Football and Beyond. Good luck to your brackets, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.